0: HHH FM Indianapolis. It's Indy Speech. Your life matters. Hosted
1: by Cameron Rick. Good morning, Indianapolis. Happy Sunday morning to you. Glad to be here with you this morning. we got a lot going on as we approach on that all-important election that is just now two weeks away. Count them, two. And if you've been noticing, the craziness has already started to take over the Hoosier State. All of the Republicans are coming to town this week and into the next week, and Hillary and Bernie won't be too far behind. And I got to spend a little time on the other side of the craziness. That is politics. Went to the Donald Trump rally on Wednesday. Did several interviews with some supporters and protesters. I'll play those back for you this morning. And in case you missed it, we'll take a look at some of Donald Trump's speech. All right. So that's part one. Part two, we're going to talk to the Ted Cruz campaign after 730. And at some point, we'll squeeze John Kasich in here. But this morning, the show was all about the people who technically still have a chance to become The president of the United States, as for John Kasich, that's quite not the case. But this morning, we're doing a lot of talking about Donald Trump and then Ted Cruz, who is in the state this morning. We'll talk about that coming up all after 730. But first, we'll start with Donald Trump coming up in a moment. But before we do that, as we do every morning, we'll get you started with this morning's top stories. Speedway police are investigating an overnight shooting that has left one man dead. Just after midnight, officers were dispatched to the Brickyard Flats apartments on the 2700 block of Embassy Row. Police say when officers arrived, they found a body with multiple gunshot wounds outside of an apartment. The victim was pronounced dead at the scene. Detectives are interviewing witnesses and searching the scene for evidence, but this morning, no suspect information is being released. Police recovered a possible human arm from the White River Saturday afternoon. Metro police say it was discovered by people who were fishing in the area of 10th Street just after the noon hour. It will be taken to the Marion County Coroner's Office to be examined and confirmed as a human arm if confirmed as human the coroner's office will try to identify the arm you'll remember last sunday when crews pulled what appeared to be a man's torso from the white river near new york street that's less than a mile away the body was identified as 44 year old james rice it is unknown if the two cases are related but police say they are investigating that possibility new this morning a two-year-old boy is dead after he drowned in a pool in a noblesville neighborhood The Hamilton County Sheriff's Office confirmed an adult family member was mowing the yard when she noticed the child was missing. Deputies say they found the boy face down in the neighbor's pool just after 6.30. Investigators say the two-year-old was pronounced dead at Riverview Health in Noblesville. And the forecast, short, sweet, and simple this morning, sunny and clear with a high of 77 degrees. All right two three nine nine six nine six two three nine nine six nine six if you were at the donald trump rally this past wednesday call me up and let me know what you saw let me tell you what i saw um if you've watched donald trump on tv it was the exact same thing i felt like i was watching tv i sat up there in the media stands uh with all the reporters from indianapolis and and the network news uh so a good time would be had by all um I believe that they did not expect as many people to show up that did show up. I guess right now crowds are being estimated at four or 5,000, which for a Wednesday afternoon, a time um, in the middle of the week, a time when people are at work still, it wasn't like it was an evening deal, uh, that was pretty good. What you saw on TV, how the optics are set up so that it always looks like there are going to be more people in the room uh, than there are. You don't want to have a good night in New York of winning primaries, and then the next morning you go to Indiana and there is no one there. That wasn't the case behind the cameras. Behind I were behind where I was on the media stands. There were still people far back who probably could not see Donald Trump at the podium, but could hear him, and they were there. Going there was an experience. Uh, the speech itself was the same thing you see on TV. Not much. I'm going to play play some of that speech for you uh, this morning. Um, but let me set the scene for you. So when I arrived, I slipped through the back door at the media entrance and got through, got my credentials, and went to the media playpen. And I call it a playpen because we weren't allowed to leave that area after a certain time. They wanted us in, and then you had to stay. In fact, at the end of the rally, you know, when it's over, you know, you just go, you just leave. Uh, the media was not allowed to do that. We were kept inside of a fenced off area so that we could not get out and go interview uh, Donald Trump's uh, supporters who were walking through the building and heading out. Once the majority of the people were uh, out of the building, then we were released from the playpen and we could leave. So that was ridiculous. Uh, outside of that, I did notice uh several protesters inside Uh, they're very easy to spot they're not white Uh, inside the building people of color consisted of me a good friend of the show Abdul, a few police officers anybody outside of that was likely 95% chance that they were a protester so for several people I just went up to them and said what are you doing here Uh, because you're not matching the other 99.9% of people in this room, and you're not a media member. Oh, and this person you've got on a Black Lives Matter shirt, so yep, that's not uh, that is not a Donald Trump supporter. Let's go over there and talk to them. So I did. I talked to a couple of them. I also uh, stopped to talk with the mom and her 13-year-old son. Now remember, this is in the middle of the day at about three o'clock is when it started. So to get there, you had to be before three o'clock and anytime before that uh, you'd have been in school. So I saw several school age students there and that piqued my interest to know why are you here? And we'll uh, play some of that interview that I had with a 13 year old Trump supporter uh, who actually was not missing school, but I uh, had a digital learning day. Uh, so it just worked out that way. Anyway, uh, as for the Trump supporters, there was a lot of commotion outside of the Trump rally. They're not going to let uh, known Trump protesters come in to disrupt their, alley, their rally. That's like you having a birthday party and letting in your um, your neighborhood enemy. Why would you do that? A short party, you can let in who you want. So outside, there were probably 50, 60 protesters of all colors uh, with all types of signs saying, uh, You know all types of different Trump hate and also Mike Pence hate lumping them two together. I remember one sign said, Donald Trump, leave our state and take the governor with you. Uh, So that's the kind of crowd you had outside. Inside, it looked like the Indy 500. And if you've been with the Indy 500 or the Brickyard 400, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, It looks the complete opposite of the Black Expo. Nothing wrong with that, but uh, giving you the optics of the type of crowd that was there. Um, More power to them. And I'm glad to see that amount of people uh, interested in politics uh, and willing to go out and vote, especially in a state like this, where we have had the lowest voter turnout uh, over the past several years. So that was something good. The Trump rally itself was an experience to go to. And I'm glad I went. However, the speech was nothing but a bunch of rambling. Uh, It's like your drunk uncle who just talks. One moment, you're in one place with a conversation. Two minutes later, he's talking about something completely different. Nothing of substance. Uh, A lot of funny moments, um, including the part I found hilarious as a media member. Uh, He's standing up there at the podium and he says, look at all all those media members back there. Look at all of them. They're all dirt. I was like, well, thank you, Donald. But of course, in the next breath, he talks about how much he likes the media because he is where he is now. So let me play the very beginning of the Trump rally. Uh, and we'll just we'll jump through this and me jumping through. You would never know that I did because of how much this wasn't a prepared speech. This was a man coming up to ramble for 55 minutes and at about 30 minutes. in, I was like, OK, I'm good. I got all I need here. Uh, so for those of you who missed it, who couldn't make it out to the wonderful Trump rally, Uh, Let me take you back to last Wednesday at the Indiana State Fairgrounds.
2: Thank you very much. Thank you, Indiana. You love Indiana, right? The Hoosiers. The Hoosiers. Oh, this is so great. You know, I wasn't supposed to be here today. I'm supposed to be here in two weeks. You know that. But I had to come early. I came early. I said, what are we doing? Let's go to India. It's true. Actually, that's a true story. So we had a great night last night in New York. The people of New York were amazing. They were amazing, and I thought they would be, but you never really know. And then I started getting these phenomenal polls, and everyone said, you're going to win way over 50%. Oh, that's okay. Oh, these people. But they make it exciting, right? You know the good news? Look at all those reporters back there. Now they'll go and they'll train the camera. It's right over there. Look at all the people we have. Go ahead. You can get them out. Get them out. Right there. Get them out. Don't hurt him, of course. Don't hurt him. All right, get him out. Never ends. It never ends. But it does make it exciting. All right, that's right. Look, wise guy. Wise guy. Yeah, that's right. You know, Bernie's gone. You know that, don't you? Bernie's gone. I love running against crooked Hillary. I love that. I mean, so much better, better. Bernie wouldn't be as much fun. So I just want to thank you. But last night was amazing. We had a uh, an evening that was... And you never know with the polls, right? You know, I'm getting these polls. He's going to get 52%. He's going to get 54%. Then the press is saying, oh, if he doesn't get 54%, percent they would make it into a loss. And, you know, who gets 54%? Very few. Especially when you have two other candidates. By the way, that... ...are in favor of Trans-Pacific Partnership, which is a disaster, that are, in the case of Lion Ted Cruz, Lion Ted, lies, oh, he lies. You know, Ted, he brings the Bible, holds it high, puts it down, lies, and you know, the evangelicals, they've been supporting Donald Trump. It's been great. It's been great. We've won a lot. We've won a lot. And I will say this. Look, you're, you're looking at a situation in our country where our jobs are being ripped out of our states. I'm not just talking here. They're being ripped out of our states. They're being ripped out of our country. Like like I say it, like candy from a baby. They're going to Mexico. They're going all over. China has been doing numbers on us for years. And, you know, I don't mind China. They have been doing numbers. Numbers on us for years. We're going to lose $500 billion in terms of trade, in terms of balance. Look at the balance. We are, it's a one-way street. We have rebuilt China with a trade deficit that is unsustainable, and it's amazing that it's been going on so long. I told a story the other day to show you how incredible our country is. I have a friend, he's very sick. He was supposed to to pass away a year ago he's a great guy tough guy strong guy tough like a lot of the people from indiana i mean he's tough not as tough as a true hoosier but he's tough I will tell you, so he keeps lingering and lingering and he's lingering. And I say, wow. And I call him every day, every other day. I say, how are you doing? And he goes, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm doing good. And just a, an amazing guy, strong. And that's our country. Because when you're losing the
1: kind of money we do. All right. So four minutes of that, just right there. I'll play another clip in a minute. But four minutes of him all Over the place, all over the place, from trade to uh, what's going on in the Hoosier State. I mean, you heard 30 seconds in uh, to him talking uh, that he already had some protesters. Uh, At one point, he called, he said he was disappointed with Indiana's protesters because, you know, he did his famous get them out and they walked out. I wish I could find the spot because he's like, I, I, you know, gee, I I thought the people of Indiana were tougher. You know, I'm disappointed. Uh, So that was interesting. Let me play another clip of him just randomly talking. He'll be somewhere completely different. And then I'll talk to you about some protesters. Here's another clip from the uh, from the Donald Trump rally this past Wednesday. If I can get it to cue properly. Let me see if I can. Let's see.
2: Do that we're getting
1: smaller, smaller,
2: weaker, weaker. We have to build up our military. We have to make it strong. Our country right now is so vulnerable. When General Oriano left about a year ago, he said our country is very ill prepared and he said never has he seen it like this and we're talking at a time when probably we have to be more prepared than at any time before so we're going to build up our military we're going to have a great and powerful military that hopefully we don't have to use well he wants to build the wall let's go we're going to build the wall believe me believe me that wall's getting built I love you, too. I love you, too. Now, now, we're going to have strong borders. We're going to build the wall. And, you know, when carrier that left here goes to Mexico... And they want to sell their product across the border and no tax, no nothing. We're going to say, sorry, folks, we have a nice, strong border. We have a nice, beautiful wall. You're going to bring it across the border and we're going to charge you a 35 percent tax after what you did. No good. It's no good. I mean, I'm looking at statistics. One of the reasons that New York gave me such an incredible vote, a vote far beyond what the polls said, and I wasn't surprised. When you look, the vote was incredible. It was record-setting, and it's New York. And you know what is nice, I have to say? The place that knows me best gives us that kind of whatever.
1: You know, it's really nice. They know me. All right, so he's all over the place again. Uh, Immigration, then security, uh, then carrier, then jobs, then then he's in New York. And that was in the span of, what, two, two and a half minutes just rambling. And as you could hear, lots of chanting, uh, build that wall, build that wall. So when I say it was an interesting atmosphere of a place to be, I, I did not get the feeling of hate from Donald Trump. I got that feeling from the people in the audience. Uh, we're going to take a break. On the other side, I'm gonna, we're going to play some interviews from protesters uh, because when you see or you hear him say, get him out, it's actually his supporters who are starting at making noise. When they spot a protester in the audience, they make a commotion. They get his attention. The protesters oftentimes that I saw weren't doing anything but standing there. They may have had on a hate Trump shirt or something that made it clear they were a protester, Black Lives Matter, something like that. Um, but they weren't actually doing anything. we we'll talked talk to some of those protesters uh, who had on Black Lives Matter shirts. Um, and it was interesting. They were standing at the front door of the place, and you would have thought that they were animals in cages because of all the people who are coming up to take their picture as they were on display. Like, look, honey, black people, they got Black Lives Matter shirts on. Let's get a picture. That was interesting. Uh, We'll talk to them and a few others before we talk to the Ted Cruz campaign toward the bottom of the hour. You're listening to Indy Speaks. I'm Cameron Riddle this morning exclusively on the only station I'm on, Hot 96.3. your boy, Ricky Smiley, and you're getting your news right from Cameron Riddle. And be sure to wake up tomorrow morning to the Ricky Smiley Morning Show from 6 to 10 on Hot 96.3. This is Congressman Andre Carson and you're listening to Indy Speaks with my man, Cameron Riddle, on Hot 96. All right, we're back. Uh, This is Indy Speaks. I'm Cameron Riddle. Good morning to you. Uh, We're talking about the activities of this Wednesday's Donald's Trump rally at the Indiana State Fairgrounds. Uh, As I told you, lots of interesting things going on inside and outside. You might have saw on TV all of the protesters who were outside with their hate Trump, hate Governor Pence signs out on the front lawn. That was an interesting dynamic, but I did get to talk to some of them. I found some folks who were on the inside of the building um, and they were protesters. protesters. Um, I'm going to start you off with the uh, protesters, some voices you may be familiar with. Um, when, If I remember right, correctly, when I saw them, they just had on, you know, generic shirts. Then I looked back a few minutes later, and they had on Black Lives Matter shirts. They were standing in the inside near the entrance, so everybody walked past them to get toward their risers or the standing area to see Donald Trump. And when they did, uh people would stop and take pictures of them. I found it interesting that they were doing absolutely nothing but standing there talking amongst themselves, not with any signs, not yelling, not making a a, a case or a show, just standing there with Black Lives Matter shirts on and how many people were stopping to take pictures of them because they were like, honey, look at this exotic thing. It's the Black Lives Matter people. They're real. Look, get a picture, honey. I was like, are you kidding me? Um, So that was interesting. But I did get a a chance to talk to them to basically ask, what are you doing here? Let's listen to that. What brings you out to the Trump rally? Well,
0: we came to see what's going on and see who's here and what they do and all that good stuff. Are you here protesting? We're, here. So We're here, so here to pro minority. Our right. mere existence is a protest. <laughs> yes, there you
1: go. Well, because outside of you, me and Abdul from uh, WIBC, not we too many people to of color know. here. So uh, you stand out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of like being at the Indy 500 right now. Yeah. yeah. So. When people look at you, they automatically assume that you are not supporting supporting Donald Trump. And I'm going to assume the same thing, right?
0: Yeah, we don't talk to him right here. Yeah. yeah, we're anti-Trump. Yeah. Who are you for? We don't endorse anyone either. Yeah.
1: So are you? Are there anything about any of the candidates that you'd like?
0: We like some things about Bernie. Yeah.
1: What about Hillary? Mm. Mm.
0: She a liar. I might like that she has hot sauce in her bag. She just Kind of. Like, I, mean, I might like that
1: formation today you know well okay so let's talk about the hot sauce in the bag thing because i think well well see that's not a lie because back in 2012 when no one was even carrying she pulled hot sauce out of her bag so she actually does carry hot sauce in her bag but nobody believes that why is that
0: They asked her on The Breakfast Club, was she pandering for the black vote? She said, is it working? So, you know, she's trying extra hard right now. I mean, she might carry hot sauce, but even then, it might have been something to, like, pander towards people. But you know
1: what? Anytime, if if I get Hillary to come on my show, she's going to pander to my audience. That's the point of her coming to my show. Whatever.
0: Well, maybe instead of pandering to people, she could actually care about them and reverse the horrid laws that her and her husband passed. Yeah, I mean, maybe know. that would be step one. Yeah. You know, why don't we fix the incarceration problem that she helped create? She hasn't even mentioned I that, need, that. I don't need her to have hot sauce. I need her to have balls. Speak. Okay. Okay. Come on, let's speak she it. You speak that about? She hasn't even she has mentioned anything been. about prison reform or right?
1: any of that. What well, What is it that, that about Bernie? That there's something there that you like?
0: I like that he's for like education, and he's for Black Lives Matter. And he's raising the minimum wage. Minimum wage, you know, you can't keep the cycle of poverty going. He's willing to change that. I like that.
1: So for every reason that you just said you like Bernie Sanders, there must be an opposite or equal reason that you don't like Donald Trump.
0: I don't like misogynists. I don't like outright racists. I don't like people with um, orange faces and bad weaves. Like, <laughs> those are just a few of my reasons why I don't like Donald Trump. He's, he's a racist. He's a bigot. He um applauds when people of color get beat up at his rallies. He's um he's for not for the poor, not for the middle class. He's for t- the wealthy. And he, he's running on let's build a wall. I mean, like yeah. really, that's your campaign. That's the number one thing. When you go to Donald's website, that is the number one thing on his agenda is build the wall. I don't need a wall. We have enough walls. How about we stop building walls and start building schools and jobs? I mean, hey.
1: But what is it right now that you plan to do? Are you going to Are you, you're, you're a protester because uh, you're not a supporter. Uh, so today, is it going to be that you are standing here quietly amongst all his supporters? Or are you going to make some noise and let them know who's here? You,
0: just never know.
3: you know, we're just going to be unapologetic. Yep
1: just never know is what they said and um, I'm not sure if they in particular were put out of the joint but uh, I did see several people there were two girls who were not far away from the media stance who weren't doing anything uh, but once the Trump supporters realized they were there they made a commotion and then that's when security comes over and starts escorting them out when well, the protesters weren't doing anything were protesting peacefully and silently amongst the supporters but you know you kind of walk into the lion's den it's, it's their house and they can do whatever they want i guess and they do do whatever they want because as trump has reminded us in the past he's paying for it so you're basically in his house for the time that he's renting it out so um outside of that nothing substantial it was you know a lot of commotion um when it when they find the protesters because they're just standing there, then they realize that they start looking at shirts. Hey, wait a second! This guy isn't with us. And then they start making a commotion. And, get them over here! They're over here. We got some some protesters over here. And then that's when Donald Trump's like, "Well, we have all right. Get them out of here! Get them out! Get them out!" Um, entertainment value at at the least, but no one got roughed up. No one was pulled to the ground. On the flip side of all that, there were obviously uh, four or 5,000 Trump supporters there. One of them that I bumped into was a 13-year-old who was with his mom. I'm like, what are you doing here? You should be at school. Uh, but this young guy was quite knowledgeable about what was going on on the campaign trail. We'll listen to this, then we'll take a break, and we'll talk to the, the rivals of this entire show, the Ted Cruz campaign. Right now, here's a 13-year-old. Donald Trump's reporter was pretty well informed. You're not skipping school, but you are one of the younger people in here today. Yeah. Um, so you understand what's going on up there? Yeah. So what is it about uh, Donald Trump that's got your attention?
3: Well, I like how he's not just like screwing around about everything. He actually wants to get something done and he's not just like worrying about if people like him or not. He's more really worried about what needs to get done like he's not worried about the protesters out there yelling at people because for something they think he said or that that he said that they didn't like
1: do you watch the news every day
3: uh almost every day how old are you
1: 13 you're 13 so so mom what was it like when he asked what probably sunday he heard donald trump was coming
3: well he asked for a few days and thought Dad would bring him and
1: dad didn't bring him so he begged today and I came in and brought him. Are you, uh, if there was something that if you could vote would you vote for Donald Trump?
3: Probably.
1: Do you pay attention to the other candidates that are running?
3: Yeah.
1: Who else is running? Uh,
3: John Kasich and Ted Cruz, uh, Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton. Okay. You're in the
1: know. I think you might be probably one of the smarter kids in your class, I bet.
3: Uh, yeah.
1: You do you do okay. Yeah. So, if, uh... What do you... Are you talking to your friends? Do you guys talk politics at 13?
3: Um, I generally don't talk to people about politics because a lot of them just say what their parents say, and it's kind of annoying.
1: But, uh... Did you become a Donald Trump fan because of your parents?
3: No. My dad and mom... I don't know what she likes, but I know my dad likes John Kasich or... Uh... At this point, a lot of people just don't
1: like Trump. They're anybody but him. But
3: I don't like
1: the thought of Ted Cruz or Hillary or Bernie. What about you, Mom? Who, who are you thinking? I prefer not to say. Okay. okay. But uh, you've endorsed your son's uh, plan to at least go check out Donald Trump. Yes, I do. And it's, it's really good that somebody that you're of your age already is paying attention because most people, once they get older, don't even pay attention. So you're, you're doing good.
3: Yeah.
1: Thank you. That dude said, if you're going to talk to me about politics, uh, I'm going to talk to people who actually know what they're talking about. And I ain't going to talk to no other 13 year olds. Cause they're just saying what their parents say. So if I'm going to talk, I'm going to sit at a round table and tell you what is really up. I like that guy, uh, 13 years old and he is on his Way, uh, Speaking of somebody who is on his way is Ted Cruz. He is on his way to, I believe, Evansville uh, this morning for a rally. He was here in town yesterday. Uh, he was at Shapiro's, I guess, on Friday or Thursday um, and was in Plainfield for a rally yesterday. And then he will be doing uh, a rally in Evansville. Uh, this is incredible that we actually Matter and we matter so much that the Ted Cruz campaign is going to be on the show on the other side of this break. We're going to keep you uh, in line with everything that is going on election wise, especially what is going to happen in next week because this was week one. They got pro primaries that are coming up in the northeast states, but it sounds like that is already gone for Donald Trump. So they're going to turn their attention to the great state of Indiana, who is the only primary on May 3rd. So if you thought it was crazy and interesting this week, this upcoming week, probably going to be even better once Tuesday is out of the way. Uh, Let's continue the conversation on the other side of the break with the Ted Cruz campaign to see what it is they're doing to make it a Hoosier State win on May 3rd. I'm Cameron Middle and this is Indy Speaks.
0: What's up, Indianapolis? This is Ebony Chappelle with the Indianapolis Recorder newspaper, and you're listening to Indy Speaks with Cameron Riddle on Hot 96.3.
1: Good morning, and we are back. We are switching gears now to the other side of the Republican race this morning, to the Ted Cruz campaign, and they, as I said, are in the great state of Indiana today. Uh, I believe Mr. Ted Cruz is headed down south. Uh, he should be taking the new I-69, which I wrote on yesterday. It is very Very nice. So he's headed to Evansville this morning after uh, being in Plainfield last night for a rally. And for Ted Cruz, this state is even more important. He now needs 98% of the remaining delegates to get to the all-important 1237. 1,237 delegates needed to clinch the Republican nomination and eventually run to uh, face Hillary Clinton or Bernie Sanders come the fall. Uh, That has become more and more Difficult uh, As Donald Trump continues to win up some big states like New York last week, it sounds like he's favored to win uh, some more of the northeastern states that will be voting this coming Tuesday. Uh, there was some new polling out from WTHR and Howie Politics that suggests that Donald Trump has a lead of about 38 percent in the Hoosier state uh, with uh, Ted Cruz not too far behind at 31% and then John Kasich at 22%. Not a lot of polling in the state of Indiana, but uh, there is enough encouragement and enough information to know that uh, Indiana will be quite valuable for either Donald Trump or Ted Cruz. And that is why they are working. Oh, so hard to make sure that they have your vote and attention before May 3rd. One of the people that has caught the, that has caught Ted Cruz's attention or, Ted Cruz has caught her attention, rather, is Rebecca Hagelin. She is a surrogate for the presidential campaign of Ted Cruz, obviously, and she is also the national co-chair of women for Cruz, and she joins us right now this morning on our live line. Rebecca, good morning.
4: Good morning to you. Thank you so much for having me
1: on. I'm glad you could join us this morning. Obviously, you are the co-chair for women. Um, There's probably a lot you don't like about uh, Donald Trump, but uh, tell me what it is you like about Ted Cruz.
4: Well, Ted Cruz is really, I think, the man for uh, this critical juncture we're at in American history. You know, your your listeners obviously are um, facing tough situations right now in the economy. Um, we have really sacrificed America's standing on the world stage through how President Obama has been treating our allies. Um, certainly, we have a lot of issues here at home with national security And Ted Cruz is the man who has a proven record for the most important thing to me, and that's standing up and protecting the United States Constitution. Uh, Ted Cruz has argued nine times before the U.S. Supreme Court fighting for religious liberty, fighting for the Second Amendment, fighting for parental rights. I mean, this man doesn't give lip service to conservative principles. He lives conservative principles. And I I just find when I look across the landscape, I've been involved in the policy and political arena all of my adult life, that the person who I know is going to be the generational Ronald Reagan that we so desperately need for for this new generation is Ted Cruz. Uh,
1: Mr. Cruz has been in the state of Indiana these past two days. Um, Mathematically speaking, he needs 98% of the remaining delegates to win the uh, nomination before we go to a convention. Uh, He's up against the clock. He's up against the calculator. Uh, Indiana is going to be so important for him because of our 57 delegates that he needs. Do you believe that uh, Ted Cruz can clinch that nomination before the convention because he himself has now started to admit that this is going to be extremely difficult to do? Well,
4: I do not believe that that donald trump or ted cruz are going to get to 1237 before the convention i do not believe that's possible when you look at your beautiful state of indiana you look at california and you look at nebraska and you look at a lot of other states that still have yet to vote ted cruz is favored in uh, many of those states Uh, so neither one of them is going to get to 1237 if you ask me to predict today And I think we're going to go to a contested convention. And Ted Cruz is seeing a coalescing of people on the grassroots level around him as they're listening and hearing his messages on jobs, freedom, and security. Uh, You know, when you hear about Ted Cruz's flat tax plan to give a 10% across-the-board tax to individuals, I mean, for those People listening to the show today, what that means in after tax income is a double digit increase in the amount of money they have in their pocket. It means 4.9 million jobs over the next 10 years. Um, It just means being able to abolish the IRS. (laughs) I mean, how many of us just came through the most stressful season of the year when springtime is blooming and budding and it's beautiful outside. We have this dark cloud of the IRS hanging over us as moms uh, are scrambling for the receipts and trying to hire somebody to do their taxes. Well, Ted Cruz is saying We'll abolish the IRS. Um, They'll get rid of the Obamacare tax, the payroll tax, the death tax. So you know that message is resonating with people um again what i mentioned the ted cruz fighting for freedom fighting for religious liberty um fighting for freedom of speech as a constitutional lawyer he knows the supreme court justices that we need on the bench he'll support conservative ones that message is resonating with conservatives across the country and then how Senator Cruz wants to rebuild our military and use it strategically only when U.S. interests are are um, threatened. That is going to uh, message. is going to be resonating with people as they are hearing more and more about it. And we're excited about what Ted Cruz is doing in Indiana. We see a groundswell of people um, in Indiana walking the streets and knocking on doors. And uh, there's actually a rally today in Terre Haute with Senator Cruz at 2.30 And and if anybody wants to go to that, you can go to TedCruz.org and sign up for it. And then there's one later in the day, as you mentioned, in Evansville.
1: Yes, I I forgot the one in Terre Haute. Uh, So Terre Haute and Evansville today, uh, if you would like to see Ted Cruz, and I'm sure we'll be seeing more of him before the May election. Let me ask you about messaging. Uh, At a time when, for the Republican Party, you need to be united behind somebody and there is so much division not just on the Republican side, but Democrats and the entire system right now is just so completely divided. I find it interesting to hear any of the candidates uh, and specifically Ted Cruz on this case uh, outright say that he's not going to compromise he's not going he's not willing to work across the aisle. People compare him to Ronald Reagan um, but at this time the way things are set up now, you have to work across the aisle, it seems like to me, is if he's the president of everybody, I understand he's gonna have his values and his morals, but he's gonna be the president of everybody. Is would he be more appealing if he, you know, would would be more of a universal candidate instead of uh closing himself off into being a ultra conservative Um, what we're
4: finding is that voters don't want somebody that is just gonna be milk toast. I mean what donald trump keeps saying is he's going to compromise on supreme court justices he's going to go back and renegotiate with our dark enemy iran and and make a deal i mean donald trump is all about compromise what people want are bold colors they want somebody that is going to stand firmly for the united states of america on the international stage Ted Cruz has said he's going to rip up the Iran deal. Ted Cruz has said, you know, on Supreme Court justices, they're going to be around for two, three decades. Maybe four or five of them will be appointed in this presidency. The crux of all of our freedoms, of how moms and dads have the freedom to to take care of their families the way they want, to make education decisions on their students, the freedom for you and me and everybody listening to practice our faith, without fear of encroachment or free speech codes. These are things that people care about, and they want a presidential candidate that is going to stand for the Constitution, that's going to stand for the United States of America, that's going to stand for Israel. You know, that's another thing that Donald Trump said, that he would negotiate a deal between Israel and our enemies, that he would be neutral between Israel and people like ISIS, I mean, these things are unconscionable for a person to say. But Donald Trump is showing he's not a true conservative, that he doesn't really know about the issues that he talks about off the top of his head. And um, I'll tell you another one as a military wife. My husband is now retired uh, as a naval officer. But when, my goodness, Donald Trump stood uh, up at a debate and said the U.S. military would defy the law and take illegal action because Donald Trump tells them to as president, that made my blood blood run cold in my veins. Um, So it's a clear choice, really, when people hear the message between Donald Trump and Ted Cruz and they compare them with who has the strong conservative record and the record standing for American principles, that's Ted Cruz, our greatest weakness quite frankly um our problem on our side is that donald trump refuses to debate ted cruz it's been some 45 days since the last republican debate and republicans should not be standing for that when I mean, the democrats continue to debate but that but uh, donald trump is afraid to debate Ted Cruz and so he's refusing to and I think the listeners of this show should demand that Donald Trump debate Ted Cruz so the people of Indiana can hear the latest on the issues and so they can hold Donald Trump responsible for things he's saying off the top of his head Well
1: maybe uh, before the May election we can get a, a debate to go on here in the great state of Indiana we got two weeks to make it happen Rebecca Hagelin, thank you so much for calling into the show this morning, I appreciate it
4: Hey, it's been a real joy, and I I encourage your listeners to go to tedcruz.org where you can read the details of all of Ted's very critical freedom-based prescriptions for what ails America today. It's important to start reading those policies, and they're all laid out right there on tedcruz.org. So thanks again for having me.
1: Thank you, Rebecca. You have a great day.
4: You too. Bye-bye.
1: All right. The election is on May 3rd. I've been preaching this every week to get registered to vote. And if you've done that, if you're going to be 18, if you are registered, if you're going to be 18 before November, you can vote in this upcoming May primary. We're going to have so much more on this next week. The last Sunday before uh, the election. Right. Isn't the last Sunday? Yeah, Uh, we're. It's coming. Um, Before we go, I got about a minute here. I just need to do a shout out to the people um, who helped put this show together. Um, Last night, um, well, Friday night, rather, um, I got a very prestigious honor uh, being named the Society of Professional Journalists, Student Journalist of the Year, uh, based on my work that I've done at Ball State and here on this station. And all of that would not be possible without the help of the people who... Help me put this show together on a regular basis, including our producer and a familiar voice on this show, um, Brandon Walker, who's here with me every Sunday morning. And my good friend, Ebony Chappelle, who does uh, a lot of networking with me to help make sure the community knows this is a place to be. And I appreciate them for that. It has allowed this show, this station and myself to have been recognized among all of Indiana's best uh, journalists, television and newspaper Journalist on the radio, television, and in print. So it was a prestigious honor to be named uh, the Student Journalist of the Year of 2016 by the Society of Professional Journalists. But that could not be done without the listeners and the people that helped put this show together. I thank you very much, and we will be back same time, same station, next Sunday morning, beginning live at 7 a.m. We will be having the folks from Freetown Village on the show. They've got another play that I need you to go to. We'll have all the details on that. And I think it may be time to... Check in on the Democrat side. What are Hillary and Bernie doing? So much will happen between this Sunday and next Sunday. Because right after that, the Tuesday, first Tuesday in May, it'll be time for that all-important Indiana primary election. We're going to be here every step of the way. We're going to get some big names to come on into the studio and talk to you. You get up at 7 a.m. I got a little treat for you coming up. That's going to do it. I'm Cameron Moodle. I'll see you next week, beginning live at 7.